and welcome to UX Shortcast. Every day, I handpick the hottest articles from the last 24 hours to bring you the coolest and most exciting updates. Get ready for a quick yet catchy snapshot of what's new and buzzing in user experience. Ready to get inspired? Let's jump in. Today, on February 20th, I have the pleasure of inviting you to another episode of UX Shortcast. Fabricio Teixeira from UX Collective curated some insightful reads for designers in the article titled Threads Downfall, HTML to Figma, Customer Experience 3.0, Effective Communication. The piece kicks off with a look at how Threads' user-friendly sign-up process was a hit but also had its drawbacks. It emphasizes the balance between making things easy for users and the potential costs involved. The article also touches on personalization in AI. How much is too much before it gets weird? It raises questions about how big tech leaders like Elon Musk influence the user experience and reminds designers to focus on what users need, not just what investors want. Other highlights include thoughts on the nature of art, the overdocumentation of our lives, and the complexity of names, especially when designing user interfaces. For some quick wisdom, it suggests designing to prevent issues rather than just protect users, and it gives a nod to the idea that sincerity in design might be more fun than we think. Lastly, it introduces Customer Experience 3.0, talks about effective communication for designers, and offers resources for mastering motion design with Lottie files. In short, it's a treasure trove for anyone in design looking to stay sharp and innovate. In Interaction Footprint, a new tool for measuring design, Haysom Andalib from AT&T's design team talks about a smart way to check if new designs for selling phones in stores are better than the old ones. They had this old system, Opus, for 20 years, and it was getting tough to use because they sell so many different products now. They wanted to switch to Salesforce, but they needed to prove it was worth it and not just make it look like the old system. Haysom created a tool that looks at how hard each step is for folks using the system. It uses well-known design rules to score each step from easy to hard. Then, he draws it all out, showing where the design is good and where it's giving people a headache. This helps the business team see where they need to make things better. The article wraps up by saying this tool is great for understanding design, but you need someone who really gets UX to use it right. It's also just one piece of the puzzle. You need to look at other stuff too, like how it looks and how much it'll cost to change from old to new. In, the impact of your work is felt far beyond the screen. By Mike Curtis, the main point is that the work of a designer is super important and affects a lot of people. When you're designing stuff like websites or apps, you're not just messing with colors and buttons. You're making things easier or harder for folks like a mom buying food online or a kid learning on a tablet far away. Your choices as a designer can either solve problems or make new ones. So it's not just a job. It's a way to show you care about others by making their lives smoother. Good design lasts while trends fade away. And remember, even the smallest change you make can end up helping or hurting a bunch of people. It's all about using your skills to make a positive impact and make tech work for everyone. Mike Curtis from UX Planet drives this home, saying, We've got the power to make a real difference in society with our design work. Calvin over at UX Planet penned 50 UX UI portfolio intros you can borrow from top tech company hires. 
It's like a cheat sheet for designers to make a killer first impression when they're looking to get hired. It's crucial because it's the first thing recruiters see, and you gotta make it count or you might lose your shot at the job. The article breaks down intros into short, medium, and detailed lengths, depending on where you're putting it, like on your resume or LinkedIn. Key points? Tell them who you are, what you do, where you're at, your city, and what fires you up. Mix and match styles until you find one that fits you like a glove. Remember, it's about selling yourself the right way, not just listing your skills. In the piece, Don't Stuff Your Sentences, Shorten Them Instead by Cynthia Marinikos, the main point is to keep writing simple. Cynthia tells us that when we write, we often pack too much into one sentence. This habit makes it hard for people to get what we're saying, especially when they're trying to do something or find info on websites or apps. She explains that we've been taught to write complexly to sound smart or to fill up space, but this just ends up slowing down the reader. Cynthia's advice? Use plain language. This means writing clearly with shorter sentences so readers can quickly understand and act on what we write. It's all about making things easier for the reader, and that's a smart move no matter what you're writing. Sadia Minha's in Disabled Buttons UX, Usability Issues and How to Avoid Them, talks about how those grayed-out buttons on websites can be real head-scratchers. They're meant to show you can't click them yet, but they often just end up being confusing and making folks feel stuck. The key is to think before slapping one of those buttons on a page. Can we do something smarter? If we gotta use them, let's make it super clear why they're off-limits and how to fix it. Like, if you're filling out a form and can't submit it, the button should tell you what's missing, not just sit there looking broken. And for folks with vision problems, those faded buttons are a nightmare. Sometimes it's better to hide the button completely or replace it with something more helpful. The bottom line, keep things simple and clear so everyone knows what's going on. In two must-have Figma AI plugins to transform your Figma workflow, Edward Chachik dives into how these tools can upgrade your design game. Imagine having a smart assistant that helps you whip up professional-looking web pages or social media content in a snap. That's what Musho does. It's like a handyman for your computer screen, making things look good with just a few instructions from you. And it's savvy enough to save your past requests, making your work even quicker. Then there's UX Pilot, a jack-of-all-trades tool for designers. It's like a blueprint maker, creating the bones of a website so you can focus on the big picture without getting bogged down in the nitty-gritty. It's smart, but not perfect. Still learning to follow detailed instructions to a T. Chachik's bottom line? These tools aren't flawless, but they're a peek into the future of design, where your ideas come to life with a few clicks. Plus, they're pretty wallet-friendly, with some free features and others that'll cost you about the price of a lunch per month. Check them out and stay ahead of the curve. In Start With Why, How Understanding Purpose Transforms UX by Avi on UX Planet, the big idea is that good tech stuff isn't just about what it does, but why it matters to you. Think of it like this. When someone shows you a new gadget, you want to know how it's going to make your life better, right? That's the why. This article says when designers focus on that, it's like giving the product superpowers. It makes things clearer boosts your confidence, connects with you on a personal level.
stands out from the crowd and gets you pumped to use it. So when making or choosing tech, remember that the why is key to a great experience. Thank you for listening, and I invite you to another dose of knowledge tomorrow.